0: At the end I was asking Chiadi to count up how many he'd done and I'd done and it was actually over 500 options. Um, and, and you're not getting a solid I love it. You start to doubt and you start to question who you are and who you are as a creative. And when you start to question who you are as a creative, you actually lose your compass because you start to go, Hang on." Like, is, is what I think's good? Because everything I'm thinking is good isn't getting across the line. Therefore, you start to go, maybe I don't know what's good. Or maybe, and you start, it's almost like this spiral and you start falling downwards and, and you feel like you're crawling in the dark.
1: the hillsong creative podcast where we hear from creative experts and influencers the dreamers and the doers what they've learned and what we can learn from their journey as we explore respond and create i'm rich langton and on today's show we talk to jay Arjay. he's our communications and art director for hillsong church globally we talk about creating hillsong united covers and using structure to push through the creative chaos So welcome to today's episode. It's going to be such a good one. We've got Jay being interviewed. And if you don't know Jay, he's our global communications and art director for Hillsong Church. He and his team come up with album covers and all the art direction for most of what we do here at Hillsong Church. It's going to be an interesting interview and it might actually push some buttons because they talk about failure and about how failure can actually help you get the gold and come up with actually the best ideas. Not only that, but Jay talks about how he's not a big believer about airy-fairy, just do-whatever-you-want creativity, of having to stay up late and and do things in all sorts of hours of the night. He and his team work nine to five in the office, and they come up with the most outstanding ideas, even within the structure of a work environment. I think you're going to love it and get a lot from it. This is Hannah Hobbs, who's one of our creative pastors interviewing Jay. Let's jump straight into the interview.
0: If I wasn't doing what I was doing, I find that a hard question because I actually went down the path of going for what I thought my life was going to look like. Mm-hmm. But God had very much other plans for me. And so it's kind of stumped me because I feel like I went into that, uh, and which it was in business. I thought I was going to be a businessman right. even as like a um, – when I finished studying marketing, I studied marketing, haven't studied design, I was pretty bold. I decided to apply for every CEO job. Mm-hmm. I was 20. But I thought somebody will think I'm bold enough and this kid's crazy that I they're going to that. give me the job. But I went down that track and I didn't like it. And um, God led me on this journey to discover creativity. So for now, I it's hard to think of anything else because I tried it, you know?
2: hmm that's cool. Did anyone write back? Yes. Really?
0: That's the crazy thing.
2: That's so cool.
0: So this guy, he wrote back and he goes, this is hilarious. I, like, blah, 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 come in. He invited me in. However, um, he didn't offer me the CEO job, but he offered me a senior sales job. Wow. But that's where I realized I, this isn't what I want. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. Okay, so... This is what we know. So you're the director of communications at Hillsong Church. Is that right? Yes. So cool. And um, I know I've heard a little bit of your story before about how this all started for you, um, where you grew up. Uh, Could you tell us a little bit about it? Like how how you found yourself here doing this with your life?
0: Yeah. Well, a bit on just what we were talking about. Like I, I honestly, like I was the guy that was at a young youth crusade and I, and people would be like, who's called to business? And I would be up the front. I, and I, I believed that's what my calling was, is mm-hmm. to be a businessman. And um, I, that was my goal. I studied marketing. I finished it. I was so optimistic. And um, I moved to Sydney in that time from Central Coast. I grew up in the Central Coast, which is like an hour north of Sydney in a coastal town. And um, when I moved, um, I started this job in sales. But I tell you what. I'd grown up in the church, but in the sales world, they teach you everything, the opposite of generosity. And um, it robbed me of everything that I loved about church and life because, you know, I would go to these, it's funny, ironically, it's like everything opposite to the church. You know, we have staff meeting every week and we have worship and Mm -hmm. um, we talk about, you know, the word, but, but we would have these meetings, these sales meetings, and I had to take a folder of all these things that I would want. And they they made you fill it up. Like, what is your dream car? What is your dream house? And they would teach you greed. And um, I remember going, what have I got myself into? And um, I cried out to God. Mm. I honestly cried out to God. And I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, I thought this was what I was going to do. And I can't do this. Yeah, And it was actually around the time of conference. And God said, quit and i quit and i knew i had one friend at hillsong church because i just moved here just one and that guy happened to work in the communications department at church yeah and um he he told me after about a few weeks i explained what was going on and he's like oh there's a job going at church go for the job and so i went for this job and i applied but um and I, I honestly was like, oh, that is why. God wanted me to try the <laughs> business world and then just start at Hillsong. And right. I was like, sweet, that's going to be what God's going to do. But um, I didn't hear anything for mm-hmm. like two months, like nothing. And I was even like I was with the CEO, like optimistic, and I would call and I would be like, hey, did you get my application? wouldn't hear anything. Anyway, after two months, they finally called me for an interview. Go in for an interview Went really well Left Thinking They're like We'll let you know Didn't hear anything For a few weeks And then um, And then Sorry Months So at this point It'd been Four months Since I quit the sales job
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'd studied a degree In marketing I had no job Right And I was pretty devastated Because yeah. I'd spent all my life Going here And yeah. now I'm here With nothing
2: Mm-hmm
0: and I remember in that, um, I remember like I just started getting frustrated with God. I'm like, God, like I thought that was my life. And then you told me to quit. And now I can't even hear from Hillsong. And um, I felt like that was what you, you were calling me it. to. Yeah. And um, I remember I, like if you, if you had the time, I could drive you to the exact spot. I was in my car and yeah. I was crying out to God. And I felt like God said, do you trust me mm. and i realized in that moment i didn't like i i actually was trusting in what i thought was my plan mm-hmm. and um
2: i remember you saying once like where you grew up a lot of people had um specific professions that they just went into so yeah. i remember you said once like people just become real estate agents or yeah, tradespeople and that kind of thing yeah and so then now what I, I think I'm kind of intrigued like what is it in you what was it in you that was kind of seeking after something bigger than that
0: um yeah like I mean I guess I did I grew up on the central coast and um that is very much blue collar yeah um, very much plumber very much builder I honestly thought my options was a tradey job or a, or a real estate agent unless I moved to Sydney and then I could work in business. Yes. If you told me it, when I lived there, like, oh, you're going to be a designer, mm-hmm. I would be like, a designer? Like, for what? Like, like a, ha- a house builder? Right. Like, I, I honestly didn't have a compass for mm-hmm. it. Um, and to be honest, I reckon I grew up feeling extremely um, – yeah, like I didn't fit in. Yeah. Like I had friends, I had community, but mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I fit in to sure. that shell yeah. that I knew. And I think that was where God was actually trying to um I don't know, I think that's that was the compass that was trying to lead me out to something else. Yeah. Because it didn't feel right. Yeah. Does that make sense? That
2: makes total sense. Could you could you like I guess for anyone listening who's like, okay, so you work overseeing communications for Hillsong yep. Church. Um, there'd be probably so many things that come to mind for people when they think of that, some right and wrong. Yeah. Could you give like maybe like, I don't know, two or three examples of even just like um, big projects that you would work on throughout a year?
0: So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting that um, the label of communications because I, I actually – wonder if it's fitting for mm-hmm. what we do um but it's what we are it's what we called but really uh, i guess our department kind of serves the church as we've we've no commercial gain but an internal advertising agency or right. a design agency yeah and um the way it works we we serve along um the key areas of hillsong church to create visual identity Mm -hmm. um and and an example of that is hillsong conference you know we work on each campaign and try and create a concept a theme working with our senior pastor on what could potentially be a visual kind of platform that he could stand on for what's in his heart right the same is said with um joel and united like we come alongside him and um, and really try to interpret what's in his heart and try to put um, something that is visual, that speaks to the soul of what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's,
2: I think maybe there could be a lot of people out there when they see Hillsong Church, they think that, you know, even tonight during our session, Pastor Bobby said like that everything – um they touch turns to gold everything that yeah. every project we do just becomes something amazing and um <clears throat> I don't know can you demystify it a little bit for us like is it does it always feel amazing and easy the process of trying to create some kind of for example s- slogan or or statement over Hillsong Conference is it easy or is it a battle like when you're trying to find the right album cover is it easy does it just happen because you've Got a team of amazing people, and of course, it would be easy. Or what?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, it's the craziest roller coaster ride you mm-hmm. could imagine. Because you know what? Like, there is those records. The Peace Project's an example. Mm-hmm. It came together the so art beautiful. in two to three hours. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember the last project that was that quick. But on the flip side, wonder. Like, I think um. It's, it's really interesting in, in, in my area of church life and I guess for a lot of creatives. You know, a lot of people listening, you will see the finished product and hopefully you look at the Wonder Art and you like the way it looks and you you think, man, the aesthetics, it's, it's visually pleasing and maybe there is um, a sense of alignment to the music. But um, what I see is a win of a battle to... Um, land that art and um wonder as an example was one of the hardest ones we've done in a very long time um long story but like it it was a a flog it was tough how many
2: like kind of suggested covers are we talking
0: well there was a journey in it but um across a few different people like nathan Chiati, who's a tremendous creative on my team he's um he carries a lot of that weight mm-hmm. for me and the team for albums. But um, he ended up being away because deadlines moved around. And so it actually shifted hands many times. And um, at the end, I was asking Kiati to count up how many he'd done and I'd done, and it right. was actually over 500 options. Oh, man. And so when I say 500 and for the designers listening, it's like – to be fair like there might be one option that has four color options sure. so it's not like completely 500 separate ideas but mm-hmm. i mean there was there was five, over 500 files that were in folders that were submitted in some way as an idea
2: right that's mind blowing
0: yeah it was um it was a real wild ride i yeah I I don't think I could do it again. The only way I can explain it is when you start even to get above 100 options for anything, you start to feel like you're crawling in the dark. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like when you – it wasn't like we were getting no, it was just like, mm, what about this? What about this? And that's the brilliant thing about Joel Houston is he is a tremendous creative that will not stop until it's the greatest. And I've learned so much from him. But in this particular moment of changing hands um, and, you know, where it was landing um, and and you're not getting a solid, I love it, you start to doubt mm-hmm. and when you start to lose doubt, you start to question who you are and who you are as a creative. Yes. And when you start to question who you are as a creative, you actually lose your compass because you start to go, hang on, like is is what I think's good because everything I'm thinking is good isn't getting across the line. Right. Therefore, you start to go, maybe I don't know what's good or maybe – and you start – it's almost like this – spiral and you start falling downwards and, and you feel like you're crawling in the dark you mm. do not know what's
1: up it's a scary face be in. Yeah, yeah. it's wild hey I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far if you're a first time listener you may not know that the podcast is brought to you by the Hillsong Worship and Creative Conference it's a conference we have in Sydney, Australia for all creatives and if you're listening to this you're a creative for more information go to hillsong.com forward slash WCC
0: I am J R J, and these are my Fantastic Four. So I read this book recently called Nothing to Envy, and um, it's a book about people who have escaped North Korea. And I am not a book person. My wife is very much a book person. I read books on holidays. I read this in three days, which is wild for me. I couldn't put it down. I feel like I've really lacked in movies this year. I haven't being able to go a lot, and it's frustrated me because I've seen things that I've wanted to see. I would probably say get get out. It was like thriller, not too scary. That's, that's what I look for in a movie for sure. If I wasn't doing what I was doing, I find that a hard question because I actually went down the path of going for what I thought my life was going to look like but God had very much other plans for me. Favorite TV show? Oh geez, it's pretty embarrassing. Survivor? Obsessed? I've watched 37 seasons.
2: You know, I'm thinking about like, cause you mentioned a couple of different things, like people you're responsible to, to work with, to get projects across the line. When I think of creative people, um, you know, a common story that you often hear is people struggling to work with boundaries and expectations that are over them. Often you hear about the frustrated creative person who's like, I just want to be free, you know, like whether they're a designer or it could be some other type of creative, a Mm -hmm. songwriter or an artist or something like Um, They're often telling stories of being frustrated with, oh, but if you just let me do whatever I want, then surely it would be much easier. You're talking about really having quite strict um, outlines and expectations around your work. How do you like stay inspired and bring the edge of your creativity to every project while still being completely really, for lack of better words, like kind of um, you need to honour the person that you're serving in that process?
0: Well, I think um, anyone who's willing to serve the kingdom of God has to be willing to die Mm -hmm. to themselves. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that working with Joel and Joel not necessarily liking it means that's the kingdom of God. Like it's making art, yes. But um, I think there is a sense that when you're willing to do what it takes to build the kingdom of God, you, you're willing to sacrifice yourself and being open to being wrong. Right. Or um, I think, yeah, I think there is, it's interesting because, and I, I don't want to offend anybody, but I think there's this almost idea that creatives – you know, can't have parameters or can't be on time or can't – I mean, in my team, it's the absolute opposite. And it probably frustrates some of my team who do feel like that. Mm -hmm. But I actually believe that structure and parameters and um, it actually – it's like it pushes pressure to produce good work. Um, And with that being said, I think it's the same when you work – Come alongside somebody creatively. You need to be willing that to sacrifice in order to reach the goal. And sometimes that means letting go of ideas. But I can tell you within that, many of the experiences where I have let it go and died to myself that mm-hmm. thank God I did because the art that I got to be part of after that the next concept was potentially some of the greatest things to come out of our team and so yeah I think it's like anything like they say the pressure of crushing the coal or whatever produces a diamond sometimes I think I look at that when the team is pushing and pushing and pushing we all want the same goal it's the diamond and um I'm so committed to the diamond that I kind of don't care about the pressure anymore because I want the diamond. Does that make sense? Yeah,
2: so much sense. It's yeah. so cool. I have, like, just a question around, like, practical work yep. habits. Like, I don't know if you have a few f- quick things that come to mind, but, like, say in your own office with your team, like, what are th- what are things that work? Like, because obviously, mm-hmm. like, you, you have an office. Do you have an office? Yes. And then – but you've got this team who's dreaming and trying to, like – discover the next thing and push into new spaces like do you say to them go out get outside you know like go and get inspired like what what do you kind of encourage in terms of the culture of your team
0: I know like I think sometimes people like you for people listening you might esteem Hillsong or or like what you see with Hillsong and so I'm sure a lot of people picture this like ideally idealistic environment where our team just you know have these sensei's days where they can (laughs) go and get the zen to create but um to be honest it's it's just chaos Mm -hmm. and um really it's it's there's nothing really pretty about it like we literally are just from project to project and I think if anything I could say that could be practical practical sorry practically helpful um in creation is the one thing that me and my team do is we dream for the impossible. Mm-hmm. And I have a rule that when we're in the ideation stage of art or creation is no no idea is impossible. And I think that harvests wild ideas. Um but The other side of that, I make my team work nine to five, no Mm -hmm. questions asked. Mm -hmm. And we have really, we've created really good structures and the structures are helping us produce better work. And so I actually believe that, yeah, that um, I don't know what I'm saying, but yeah, it's not sexy at all.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. It demystifies it, I think, for people a little bit who maybe picture it to be this like dream light. No, not at all.
0: In fact, we are in interim offices right now. One of them is in a parent's room in our convention center. Mm -hmm. That's where our Hills team has it right now with temporary tables. And the other one is actually kind of cool because it's a bit makeshift, but we have cages Mm -hmm. in one of our other campuses that we've turned into a studio. And it looks like we've intentionally done that, but actually it was just by the grace of God that it kind of looked kind of a bit industrial when we moved in. So
2: yeah. So, like, I guess lastly, you, you talked about dreaming for the impossible, the things yeah. that are, um, like, beyond reach. Can you just, like, mention, like, one or two things, one or two campaigns that were oh, impossible man. at the time and then you saw them with your own eyes, you saw it happen?
0: I mean, I, like, there is a lot um, from dreaming a colour shoot in, in these fields in China in the middle of nowhere and having no budget to do it and believing that maybe someone would donate flights and they did to being in Times Square when we lit it up with no other name and people literally told me a week and a half ago, it's impossible, Photoshop it, it's going to cost too much and to witness that, I don't know, like to skywriting Crosshicle's Love year after year. And as our church has gone, expanded further and wider, we've written over more and more cities. Like, I mean, I don't know. I just honestly believe that if, in, especially in the church, if we have faith and if we trust God, like there has been multitudes of times where we're like, whoa, this idea would be amazing. We start to get quotes and it's like, actually, we cannot do that. That's a million dollars to do that. But for example, I've for years wanted to put Crossica's Love on the Opera House and they tell us no every year, but till I'm dead, I will be knocking on that door. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe I have too much faith that, I don't know, maybe I'm optimistic, but I believe one day the Opera House will have Crossica's Love on it and I will not, yeah, I will not stop until it happens.
2: I love that, (laughs) so cool.
1: I don't know about you, but when I listen to the Wonder Album, I don't think about all the work that goes into it behind the scenes of uh, even, you know, the artwork like Jay's talking about. We heard Taya talk about the music and about their journey of the songs and how that worked on a previous episode and... um, and that's one thing. But then to know that there's people also working on things like artwork and struggling through the process of giving their very best to God and to, I guess, produce something that's, that's worthy of, of him, but also of, I guess, of the story of the album, it's pretty inspiring. I hear Jay's story and, I, and I, I think it's amazing that he just didn't give up, that he kept persevering and he kept going and that despite the failure, he kept going until the task was done then there's the whole thing of just nine to five and and of being I guess countercultural and going against the flow of what most people think of as creative you know just out there just do do whatever you know work whenever you're inspired but Jay's saying hey maybe there's another way maybe we can be inspired nine to five maybe God can can gift us with inspiration when it's um, when it is the time that we should be working. So, hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I've really loved it and I've taken something away from it. Uh, hope you enjoy the Wonder album too. Go check it out. Check out the artwork and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. You don't want to miss our next episode with David Whitworth. David is a musician with Bethel Music and in the interview, he talks about building rapport with different artists. It's good for us all to build rapport and I think you'll get a lot out of it. In this week's Food for Thought, we're gonna hear a little bit more from Jay. I hope you enjoy it.
0: In the Bible, the first time someone was mentioned to be filled with the Spirit of God, was an artist. Bezalel, the designer of the Ark of the Covenant, he shared secrets with God. The priest didn't even know what was necessarily in the Ark of the Covenant, yet an artist shared a secret with God as he built it. As artists, we like to think of ourselves in the limelight. We like to think of ourselves, you know, in our artistry, on top form, and people knowing us for our arts. But there's something pretty significant when the first guy that was anointed as, as an artist His name means shadow of God. And so, I don't know, I think there's something in the fact that the more we get in the shadow, potentially more God will anoint us with gifts and talents to create things where he wants to dwell, like the Ark of the Covenant.
1: Thanks for joining us on this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and that you got something from it. If you did, you can subscribe on iTunes or you can find us on YouTube. And I hope you can join us next time.